like to start this homily a little bit differently and begin with kind of an excerpt from a poem. This poem is from Francis Thompson and the poem is called The Hound of Heaven. I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down the labyrinth ways of my own mind. And in the midst of tears I hid from him and under running laughter, Upon vistaed hopes I sped, and shot precipitated, adown titanic glooms of chasmed fears, from those strong feet that followed, followed after. So these are the opening lines from this poem by Francis Thompson, as I said, called The Hound of Heaven. And when you read this poem, if you read it in your entirety, it's quite strange, because Francis Thompson has described God like a dog, who's chasing him, a rabbit, and the dog God is chasing him through all these years, through all these kind of narrow alleyways, kind of without giving up. This dog who is God chases him and chases him throughout the years and throughout his entire life until he's ultimately found. Now this poem, as I said, sounds strange to call God a hound or a dog. Seems a bit odd to consider yourself a rabbit who's being chased by God is a bit strange. But when you understand a little bit about the life of Francis Thompson, this poem makes a little bit more sense. So Francis Thompson was living at the end of the 19th century. Originally, he was studying to be a doctor, but it didn't go so well. And he decided to move to London and to try to pursue his life as a writer. So he tried writing some pieces, but it didn't go very well. He didn't have very much money. And soon he felt himself living on the streets of London and he was selling matchsticks to survive. Ultimately, Francis Thompson got into drugs, became addicted to drugs, was living on the street, was homeless, and his situation was in a very dire straits. Eventually, however, slowly through the work of other people close to him, Francis Thompson was able to turn his life around and really able to live a better and more fulfilling life. And Francis Thompson saw that it was God who was always pursuing him through this life of difficulties and struggles while he was addicted to drugs, while he was living on the street, he sensed that he was this rabbit who was sometimes running away from God, running away from the good life that God promises, and all the while God was like this dog, pursuing him, always wanting to help him until finally God met him and restored him to life. This poem, The Hound of Heaven, ultimately is a discussion or a description of mercy, what it means that God is merciful. In the gospel today, we heard all about the mercy of God and how God's mercy is one of his defining attributes. So I apologize for reading the long version. I know it's a very long gospel. It's all of Luke chapter 15, but I wanted to read it kind of all together today because it makes a point and this is one of the few Sundays of the year where we're encouraged to read this whole gospel. We oftentimes hear, of course, the final parable of the prodigal son, right? We're kind of used to this. But this was a chance to listen to three different parables in Luke 15 that all talk about God's mercy, that all discuss something lost. We heard the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and ultimately the parable of the lost son, which we sometimes call the prodigal son. And as we heard at the very start of this gospel, Jesus tells these parables in response to criticism. 
Jesus in his ministry and life is welcoming sinners, tax collectors, people who were seen as outside the community of Israel, and he begins to be criticized for this. And in response, Jesus tells these wonderful three parables about the lost things in order to ultimately illustrate that God is merciful, that Jesus Christ is merciful, that God loves all people, sure, but God has a preferential love for those who are down and out, for those who are in the margins. God loves and pursues those who are in need, like Francis Thompson, and God rejoices when they're found, when they're reconciled. Pope Francis is fond of speaking about God's mercy. So one of the first years when Pope Francis was elected, soon after he was elected, you might remember that he declared a special year of mercy, a jubilee year of mercy to celebrate the mercy of God. Pope Francis later on released a book, it's kind of like an interview book, and the name he chose for this book is The Name of God is Mercy. The Name of God is Mercy. It's very beautiful. It teaches us that ultimately mercy is an attribute that is most fundamental to who God is. God is merciful. And we saw what it means to be merciful from the parables. We can also get an understanding of what mercy is, I think anyway, if we look at the Latin word for mercy, which is misericordia, which comes into Italian and other languages. Misericordia is kind of um, a combination of two words, corde, which is heart, and miser, or miseri, which is the miserable. So it tells us that mercy means having a heart, having a love for the miserable, for those who are down and out, for those who are in most struggle in their life. Ultimately, we see in the gospel that God is merciful. He pursues those most in need. He always searches them without fail until they've been reconciled. When we in our lives experience this mercy of God, we are meant to be transformed. Mercy ultimately transforms how we look at ourselves and our relationship with God and also how we treat other people. So let's look first at what mercy does for us. We are, of course, supposed to put ourselves in the person of these lost individuals or things in the gospel. We need to recognize that we are precious to God. We are precious to God like that sheep that's gone astray, that the shepherd is willing to leave the 99 for. We're precious to God like that coin like the woman is able to kind of turn her house upside down to find this one coin. We're precious to God in that way. We're precious to God like the prodigal son who's gone away, and before even the son can say, I'm sorry, the father is embracing him and restoring him back to life. We need to recognize, I think, that the fact that God is merciful, that this parable is told to us by Jesus, tells us that we all have this incredible dignity and value from God. We're created good, God loves us without fail, and God will always be there for us in our life, regardless of what happens. When we seem like we're furthest from God, that's usually when God can be closest to us. We might just not realize it. So mercy then should affect how we look at ourselves and our relationship with God, but also when we recognize the mercy that God has for us, the love he has for us, we're meant to extend this mercy to others. And that, of course, is the final message of this gospel that Jesus says. Jesus wants to tell those people who are critical of him for showing mercy to others that ultimately they need to recognize the love that God has given them. 
Sometimes we too can find ourselves in the position of the older son. We can be grumbling when we see other people receiving mercy or goodness, but God wants us to look at ourselves and recognize what we have received. We've received so much from God. God gives us these things and we haven't earned them. In response then, because of God's generous mercy, we're called to be merciful to others. An experience of God's mercy then is supposed to change us the way we look at ourselves and the way we look at others. So on this Sunday, when we really kind of consider and ponder the great mercy of God, it's an opportunity for us to consider in our own lives how we receive God's mercy. And of course, we receive God's mercy in various ways. We receive God's mercy when someone offers us their forgiveness, even encourages us with kindness when we are down. We share God's mercy when we're able to forgive those people around us. We, of course, experience God's mercy in a powerful way in the sacrament of confession or reconciliation. Kind of most people, myself included, maybe least favorite sacrament. It's awkward, of course, to go to confession for me as it is for you. But in the sacrament of confession, we, of course, receive the healing and the mercy of God. So we're grateful to God this Sunday for his mercy that he shows us, that he loves us, that he always chases us down like this hound of heaven. And we ultimately pray for that grace to be merciful and loving to those around us.